Welcome to episode two of the Legends Podcast. My name is Sam Manheimer. And I'm Ari Levy. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate all of the listeners who are tuning in now for the second time. And welcome to those of you who are tuning in for the first time. Uh, We appreciate all of the support that we've received from our fans to this point. Over the last week, we had a lot of people reaching out with uh, positive comments and on Instagram and messages and texts and whatnot. So we appreciate you all. Yeah, uh, for the most part, um, the feedback we got was was really kind and genuine. Um, I will read one message, though, that one person sent to us. I'll not give their name. It said, look, you look, love you both. But the art makes you look 50 in serious need of Botox. So he's talking about our uh, our characters, which I mean, the argument is there, I guess. But for the most part, I think we look pretty good. I would agree with that, Ari. And in our defense, um, I did draw the pictures of us. Um, and I will raise my hand here and say that I'm not an art student. I just happen to own an iPad. So I'm not trying to claim to be the next Picasso, really just looking to get a passable artwork. If there's anyone who's more skilled than I am and they want to send us a free emphasis on free picture, feel free to send it our way. And Maybe we'll we'll replace it, but for the right now we have a we have a working cover art. So what you see is what you get. Yes, exactly. And you know, uh, we might need a little bit of Botox in that photo, but for the most part, that was probably the one big negative comment we got. It's kind of funny. The guy who sent it to us is also a very funny person. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, another big piece of feedback I got was from some of our female listeners, which. According to our analytics on Spotify, there were a lot of. So thank you for tuning in. And uh, one female listener said, you know, Ari, she's like, I thought you guys did good. But, you know, you really you really lost me at the sports park. And um, me and Sam were talking and, you know, we agree. We don't want this to be a sports uh, podcast. We want to keep it as general as possible. And we want to bring in as many different audiences as we can. And, um, you know, if we get to a a part where we're talking about sports, feel free to skip it. Um, You know, like I said, though, we love sports and this is it's going to come up and we're going to talk about it. So if you want to skip it, you can or take some notes and maybe next time on your next hinge date, you'll learn a thing or two. And you could be like, oh, I really thought the Bulls stretched it for Patrick Williams at four. They really could have used the shooting of Denny Advia. What do you think? And I'm sure you'll blow them out of the water. You will, you will really blow them out of the water. When we talk about sports, maybe take a little note. Yeah, all right. I think that I think that is good perspective. Um, definitely a lot of takeaways from our sports talk. Um, something else that we got from the analytics on uh, some of our, our web platforms are that we have listeners in a variety of countries. Just to name some, we have Germany, the United Kingdom, Spain, Kenya, Israel, and Canada. Um, Frankly, those, those boys up in Mississauga really like us. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting for there to be an international audience. And frankly, maybe people just made their Spotify accounts when they were abroad or something. And that's just where the country is. Yeah. But regardless, um, very exciting to see that. If you're an international listener, we appreciate you. Um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> we hope you think us uh, dumb Americans aren't too dumb. I I know where the who the German podcaster listened to was, and I know who the Israeli one was. I don't know who's listening to us in Kenya, but thank you. I'm not sure who's listening to us up in Canada or Spain either, but also thank you. 
Um, you know, I, I hope one day I could, you know, maybe go to Nairobi, Kenya, and, and be recognized for the podcast. Hopefully we could grow really big in Nairobi. Yeah, no, I mean, hopefully, I would say, what would you say would be the ideal number of countries we could reach? If, if we get to 25, I'll be very excited by that. Yeah, 25 is a good amount. I mean, if we could get into all of them, you know, that'd be great. But <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe all seven continents. That would be a that would be a goal. Yeah, I don't know about Antarctica. I don't know if we could do Antarctica. We might have to just take a trip so we could log the the list down there if it comes down to it. If we get six, we'll book a trip to Antarctica. How about that? If we get six continents, I mean, listen, I know someone who actually went to Antarctica and they said it was amazing beautiful you just have to go in like january february because you can't go in the winter because it's like too cold and weather's crazy but it'd be cool to see some penguins yeah i mean realistically speaking with the winter in the northern hemisphere you want to find a good place to quarantine antarctica you're probably pretty safe down there and it's the summer so you get a lot of sunshine you're relatively safe from the virus i feel like that's a win-win yeah i know you just got to watch out for you know polar bears and falling through ice that's about it. I don't think they, they don't have polar bears down there. Fun fact. It's penguins. You're correct. That is the uh, the northern hemisphere has polar bears, but you got to watch out for crack and ice. That's true. Global warming. We are we are a uh, anti-climate change podcast. Let it be yes. known. Yes, we are an anti-climate change podcast. So, we, well, you know, Last night it was my birthday and I actually got to sit outside and have something to eat for the first time, I think, in Chicago during my birthday. It's pretty nice out. There's some there's some upside. I think there's more <laughs> downsides than upsides, but we'll just roll with the punches. So I mean if it means we could eat outside in November, that's a positive. But not sure if it's it's worth losing the ice caps, but obviously we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Obviously. So Given that we have a podcast now, I think it's pretty safe to say that we are established members of the media. And as now journalists, I think that we have a duty to call the election. So um, I want to make it very clear right now that we are calling the election. Abby Fishman Romantic was reelected. 299. She was reelected with 76% of the vote. She's a, a, a district judge. Um, over 630,000 votes. Um, pretty, pretty hard to deny that. Um, I heard that our, our friend Mikey Romanic, who is her son, was seen dumping hundreds of thousands of votes into Lake Michigan. Exactly. But, the Romanic, the Romanic boys were stealing ballots. But there so was that their mom there was no, could get reelected. There was no proof of it ever, uh, ever confirmed. So Abby Fish and Romanic, she is continues to be a district judge in the city of Chicago. Congratulations. And I think, I think she's a great judge. Um, I know she handles a lot of, you know, childcare cases. Um, so I know one day if I end up in that courtroom, you know, I have someone on my side. I'm not, I'm not sure if it works like that, but I will continue to tell myself that's how it does. The law is blind, Ari. So I don't know if that'll help you, but yes. (laughs) Something about, something about impartial judges is what I'm told. (laughs) That's the idea at least. Um, so Ari mentioned that it was his birthday. It was his birthday on Friday, November 20th. Happy birthday, Ari. Thank um, you. You're, not, you have a birthday coming up too. That's right. Not to toot my own horn, but my birthday is We're coming up. We're tooting each other's horns right now. It's November 30th. So Ari and I had the bright idea to come up with some birthday wishes that we want to make. Um, Ari, why don't you go first? Yeah. Um, so for my birthday, uh, one thing I could I could really use is uh, is a new phone. Um, prior, 
I, and I, but this thing is like literally like, like I think it dies in like five minutes. iPhone seven. I just have never put in the time to get a new phone. And um, right before we started filming, like it literally froze up. I showed Sam on camera and I was like, listen, you know, th this thing is not moving. We're gonna have to wait and probably waste about what, like five, 10 minutes before we're able to start recording it. Going to have some notes written down. So a new phone would be great. Um, Sam, what are you, what are you looking at? Um, I'm a, I'm, I'm also a materialistic kind of guy. All that I want is for Clay Thompson to be healthy. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, Clay Thompson is a, a star basketball player on my favorite golden state warriors. And he just missed the entire, uh, 2019 season with a torn ACL. And, uh, just a couple of days ago, he suffered a torn Achilles tendon in his other leg. So my heart breaks for Clay. I hope that he's healthy. That's all I want for my birthday is just to, for him to, to be healthy and happy and continue to lead the Warriors to championships. And, and for the Chicago listeners out there, it, it, it's very similar to, to kind of what happened with D Rose where he tore his Achilles and like he, he was a heart and soul of the team. I mean, in your case, it's probably Steph, but Clay is a huge part of that team. But anyways, you're very excited to get him back. And then he's about to come back and he has another injury he's gonna miss the rest of the year. And it, it's tough. Um, it's tough. So I, I do feel you on that. And I like clay a lot. And, you know, anytime a guy goes down, it's, it's heartbreaking. You, you just, you just hate to see that. No, absolutely. Um, so I guess on that subject of the NBA, we did have the NBA draft take place on this past Wednesday, the 18th, um, November 18th, also a fantastic Drake song for any Drake listeners, mm -hmm. but more importantly, this year it was the NBA draft. Um, I was happy with who the Warriors took. They took James Wiseman with the number two pick, big man. Um, definitely has a lot of skill sets. Didn't play a whole lot of college because his coach helped him move, which I don't know if you really follow the NC2A legal realm, but I, I find that to be just kind of ridiculous. That And, and he helped him move. move when he was in high school before he was his coach. Yeah. The whole, wasn't I mean, it was it was it before he was the coach of Memphis as well? I believe so. I think he helped yeah. coach him in high school too, though. So there was some connection. And then when he went to Memphis, there was some question about kind of whether or not there were some shady dealings going on there. Either way, definitely a little bit ridiculous. But the past is the past. He's the future of the Warriors. So excited to have him on board. Yeah, and uh the Bulls took a, a guy by the name Patrick Williams at, at four for the listeners out there. Um, typically, after a person gets drafted, um, you know, the analysts talk about him and they show their highlights. And they're like, well, I think he has a great vertical jump, a great jump shot. You know, he's a great playmaker. His highlight tape was this guy delivering flowers. It's apparently something he likes to do. He likes to garden and plant and his highlights were him gardening and delivering flowers so i really don't know what to think about it we might be fucked i'm not sure but you know i'm gonna trust management on this one yeah i was a little bit struck by that video too um to ari's point they yeah they normally show highlights of guys dunking and crossing other guys over with patrick williams they talked about how his mother had a, a flower business and then he started making money when he was 16 and he got his driver's license by delivering those said flowers, which to me was more of a, a second round story. Like when most of the, the listeners have tuned out from the draft and anyone who's listening is probably path paying attention, but definitely not a lottery pick and definitely not a top five story. Yeah. Um, 
It is a little concerning, but he's 6'8", he's 225, he's long, um, very athletic. I, I hope he's good. I don't know. You know, maybe we could have used the shooting of Denny Avdia. Write that down, ladies. Use that in your next hinge date. Um, but, um, you know, it is what it is. The pick was made. Uh, hopefully, hopefully ends up being good. Yeah. And uh, the other the other draftee who we both really liked was LaMelo Ball, who got mm-hmm. drafted number three to the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Um, for anyone who follows pop culture, you may be familiar with the Ball family, a.k.a. Big Baller brand. I have a shirt. Father LeVar Ball is a uh, bombastic and outspoken individual. But to his credit, in spite of being an absolute menace to the media, both of his kids were drafted in the top five, which is pretty historic. And frankly, LaMelo... The third one got arrested for shoplifting in China. And Donald Trump, I think, helped extradite. Yeah. Because there were some serious penalties that could have been levied against the team when uh Leangelo was a part was it Leangelo or Alonzo? It was Leangelo. Leangelo, yeah. The one that didn't go to the NBA. Um yeah, <laughs> he 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 nearly got imprisoned in China, but thankfully Donald Trump got him out. But Lamella more importantly was just drafted and I'm excited to see him play. I kind of wanted the Warriors to take him. Um he's got a ton of potential and just next level capabilities on on being a floor general, so yeah. I'm I'm well, rooting for him. You know, off the floor, Sam, uh, obviously on the floor, LaMelo's a great player, and I would really hope that the Bulls could get him. But, you know, his very outspoken father went on uh, ESPN and said that he would uh, be able to beat Michael Jordan in his prime one-on-one. And uh, LaMelo, as you said, was drafted by Charlotte, and Michael Jordan is the owner of Charlotte, so they may find time to play the game in a gym. Um He's his reasoning for the that he'd be able to beat Michael Jordan one on one because he quote never lost a one on one game in his entire life. I don't know if that's true, but um, I would like to see this game get played. I think we all know how it would turn out, but I would like to see it get played. I think if Michael Jordan had the amount of whiskey that he drank on the Last Dance, and then him and Lavar played, Michael would still win by. 20 points if they were playing to 21. I, I'll yeah. give I'll give LeVar one point. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So the other thing um, that's happened in the last week with the NBA was free agency beginning. So that's where players who are no longer under contract with one team have the ability to go find a new team and a new contract or re-sign with their current team. Um, so we're not going to get into the nitty gritty details here, but some highlights that that I think are are worth noting. Um, my guy Dwight Howard tweeted that he was returning to the Los Angeles Lakers, who he just won a championship with. And then within a couple hours, it was then reported that he was in fact signing with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, after digging into this situation a little bit deeper, there was a quote unquote deal concept between Dwight Howard and the Lakers. Uh, but nothing was set in stone. But reportedly, Dwight Howard believed that this, quote, deal concept was, in fact, a deal. Um, And that just immediately made me think of when you would be texting a girl in middle school, and then your friends would ask you, hey, what's the deal between you and this girl? And then you would just say, oh, yeah, we're dating, even though you've only sent, like, three texts to her. Um, That's kind of what Dwight and the Lakers just did. But then, in fact, he went to Philadelphia. I found that to be pretty funny. 
Um, one of my favorite signings was uh, Fred Van Vliet for four years, $85 million to return to the Toronto Raptors. Um, for those that don't know who he is, he's from Rockford, Illinois, not too far from Chicago. Um, he was very under-recruited in high school. He did not get drafted in the NBA, and he worked his way up. Um, my dad is a really big fan of Fred Van Vliet. He just likes the fact that you know he hustled his ass off to make it to the NBA, got there, got on a good team, played well, won a title. So I texted my dad today. I said, Van Vliet returns to Toronto, four years, 85 mil. And he goes, good for him. Remember, he was too sh- too slow, too short, too this, too that. Now he's too rich. So congrats, Fred Van Vliet, on your contract. And Ari, that was a very good quote from Bert. Yes. Bert's got a lot of quotes. Can't read all of them on here, but he's got a lot. Um, so then the one other thing I want to touch on with free agency is just just a naming convention that I want to kind of plant my flag on. So there's another free or restricted free agent, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, he's probably going to go somewhere and get paid. It's unclear at the time of this recording where he's going to sign. But I just want to say, first and foremost, let me be the first to say Bogdan Bogdanovich, because he's about to get that bag. And, and anyone who, who says that down the line can credit me for saying that first. Um, I actually was looking him up earlier and was searching for Boyan Bogdanovich, who's a different NBA player. And it took me about There's 10 three minutes. different Bogdanoviches. I thought there were just two. I thought it was Boyan and Bogdan. Then there's Boban Marjanovic. Yeah. Okay. So, so I guess there's, there's two, and, two and, and then there's one that you could kind of make it, make that case. Yeah. I struggle. I struggle with the naming convention, um, yeah. but I do have the Bagdan Bogdanovich thing down. So trademark yeah. that, copyright it. Well, should we move on with all this, you know, NBA speculation and, and trades? You know, we want to talk about some good, you know, TV show signings and trades that we can make. So Ari uh, and I are both pretty big fans of uh, television series. Um, I like to watch television. It's all I do. Ari sits in front of his TV 24-7. So Basically. he's consumed a lot. Um, but we we like to think of ourselves as a little bit of the creative type, a little bit left-brained on this on this podcast. So we were thinking and we thought about how there's a lot of TV characters that may, in fact, have a home and a different show where they could capitalize on their skill set a little bit more. So Exactly. So, Sam, would you like to lead us off? Yeah. So TV show free agency and um, the trade window is now open. Um the first trade that uh, is being reported is a uh, deal involving the Sopranos and Mad Men. We have Christopher Moltisanti and Carmela Soprano getting moved to Mad Men in exchange for Peggy Olson. Now, I like this deal a lot. You're giving up Christopher Moltisanti, if you're Tony, your right-hand man, and your wife, but what you're getting back is an incredibly diligent and super creative um, kind of second in command in Peggy Olson. And I think, I think Peggy can really bring a unique uh, perspective to the Soprano family. And if you're Don Draper and Mad Men, you're getting back Christopher Moltisanti, who loves to write what many could argue that's his number one passion. And you're, you're an ad agency, so you need creative writers. And then you're also getting Carmela Soprano. And if you're Don Draper, You've had your issues with your marriages before. Carmela is a stand-up wife. She 
and Tony went through quite a bit together and Carmela always stood by Tony's side. So I think, I think Don is getting a great spouse in Carmela. That's, that's, I think a very, very good trade and one that could work out. Um, so my mom always told me that I watched a little bit too dark shows all the time. A lot of dark, violent shows, which is true. Big fan of Sopranos, big fan of the wire. So I went a little light and I started watching Shit's Creek, which is really good. And so I have a deal between Shit Creek and uh, Kerber Enthusiasm. So I'm going to trade Donnie Rose and David Rose for and the, the deed to the town of Shit's Creek, which they have, to Curb Your Enthusiasm for Larry David, Leon Black. Um, I, I think I think Shit's Creek is really funny. I would love to see Leon Black and Larry David in a small town. Uh, Larry, well, I guess the Roses were Jewish too, but Larry being the only Jew there with Leon. And I would love to see David and Johnny living in a big house in LA. That's something we don't really get to see much of them on the show. Um, we get to see them in Shit's Creek. So um, it'd be really cool to see David loose in LA. It'd be really funny. And uh, I, I, you know, if I had to pick one, I think Larry is the best player in this trade. He is the funniest. So just to see him, uh, you know, move into this small town could could do wonders for the show. I like that a lot, Ari. That's a, yeah. I think that's a win for both sides. Um, my next trade involves three different TV shows. We've got Workaholics, Succession, and uh, Breaking Bad coming together for a deal where Anders Holm from Workaholics is going to go to Succession. Kendall Roy from Succession is going to go to Breaking Bad. And Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad is going to go to Workaholics. So I think this actually is advantageous to all three shows, starting with Anders going to Succession. Anders was always the most serious of the three characters on Workaholics. He definitely had the most potential um, as, a, as a businessman. And Succession is a show about business. So I think Anders can really thrive on Succession. We then have Kendall Roy moving to Breaking Bad. So I actually think this is probably the best piece of the trade. Um, Kendall Roy famously good businessman, bad drug addict. So we put him in a situation where he's actually just around more drugs by selling crystal meth with uh, our guy Heisenberg. So I think Heisenberg, which is Brian Cranston's character, is going to be able to leverage Kendall Roy's business ability and his acumen with uh, relationships to drugs and really uh, build his empire even bigger. Um, and then lastly, we have Jesse Pinkman going to Workaholics. Jesse kind of got a, a rough go of things on Breaking Bad. Um, he was Aaron Paul's character. Um, definitely wasn't built for the heights that Heisenberg was trying to go to. Walter White, Heisenberg, kind of the same guy. Um, Jesse definitely wasn't built for it. I think Workaholics is definitely more his speed. Um, I think him, Blake, and um, trying to blank on the last guy's name. Um, I think them three would, would get along pretty well. Jesse and them could, could hang out in that house and, and just crack jokes. And that's kind of the future that I want for, for him. That's good. I, I think that that is also a good trade. Um, for those that haven't seen it, um, I know a lot of you haven't, it's on stars, but the show power and those that have love the show, it's a fantastic show. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to trade from the wire I'm going to trade Avon Barksdale to Power for Ghost. Well, Avon Barksdale and three henchmen for Ghost. Um, the reason I wanted to make this trade for The Wire was um, a big problem that they had in the show was, uh, you know, 
Stringer Bell wanted to go legit and Barksdale still wanted to be slinging that dope in the projects. And there was a, it was kind of that power struggle they had. So bringing Ghost, who is a, you know, a criminal mastermind with uh, a background in, in, in laundering money and, and going, and, uh, you know, going legit and turning, you know, underground enterprises into legit and pairing him with Stringer Bell in power could turn that operation into your powerhouse. I like that a lot. Yeah. Good strategy there. My last uh, deal is actually a free agency move. Um, Nathan Fielder's contract is up and he's looking for a landing spot. I think the show that he would fit in best on would actually be Queer Eye. Um, I like I like this move for Nathan Fielder a lot. I think he can really capitalize and uh, be able to kind of expand his um, brand of improvement to the self-improvement game. So Queer Eye is a show where five men um, help out people with uh, identity issues where they give them makeovers, suggest workout routines, redesign the interiors of their home. I think Nathan is a little bit of an outside the box thinker. I think For the sure. people that go on Queer Eye could benefit from having Nathan's ideas. So a couple ideas that I have, um, hypotheticals. Let's say there's a guy who wants to be more emotionally available to his wife. Nathan's solution could be that man should get fired from his job so that he can spend more time with his wife and be more available to her. So that's one. And then the other one is there's a girl who feels as if she's often overlooked by the right guys. Nathan would suggest she learn how to walk on stilts so that she is no longer overlooked. So I think, and, and I'm not Nathan Fielder, not claiming to be, don't have anywhere near as good ideas as he does. So I think the sky's the limit for him going on to Queer Eye. And I'm a big Nathan Fielder fan. I think wherever he goes, he can make it. Just you know, he, he could turn he could turn the program around. He really can. I mean, I think I think you're just having the rich get richer on Queer Eye because that show is already pretty great. But he could uh, definitely take it to the next level. Additionally, um, before we get our interview, uh, we definitely want to touch real quick on on Hoosier football. Um, you know, they they put their hearts out on the field today versus Ohio State, and and they were close. And then they showed that, you know, they, they are a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, we're recording this podcast in the uh, hour after IU lost a, a close football game to Ohio State, um, 42 to 35. They had the ball with uh, about a minute to go and could have maybe driven down the field to tie or take the lead, but didn't wind up happening. I think I think the bottom line for Hoosier fans here is, though, that regardless of the ultimate outcome, the fact that they were even in this game, uh, down the stretch is a testament to the type of team that they've become. I would have, there were multiple times during this game that I counted us out when uh, we forced a couple Ohio state turnovers and they, the offense couldn't score. I was a little bit down about that. And then the pick six to put Ohio state up 21 was a huge blow. I thought that was a turning point in the game. And I, I frankly thought the game was over at that point, but the fact that they were able to battle back and make it competitive and Penix had about 500 yards through the air. IU rushed for negative one yard on um, the entire game. So with all that in mind, the fact that we were even in the ball game is, is fantastic. And I'm, I'm proud of the guys. Yeah. And, you know, when you play a team like Ohio State, that's so, so good. The margin for error is just so small. And, you know, right before the end of the first half, 
Uh, they had the ball inside the 20, and they, and they fumbled on the 10-yard line. Ohio State got the ball back, marched down the field, and scored right before the half, which was also a huge, you know, backbreaker. They dropped, you know, the pick six is bad, and then they dropped another what would have been a first down conversion in the first half. Uh, five uh, Fry Fogel was wide open, and he ended up he played great, yeah, but he, yeah. he did end up dropping the pass. And um, just one of those things, like you really cannot make mistakes, especially on the road, especially against a team like Ohio State. So. Um, you know, we we're still we're still behind this team. They they sh they, they were right there with them, and uh, we're we're excited uh, for to see them play Wisconsin. And you know, who else they got the rest of the year? Yeah, you yeah, mentioned yeah, that right you're up, but I think it's important for us to mention that he had an amazing game, and the, the runs that he's on mm -hmm. right now has been something to watch. He had three touchdowns today, two hundred twenty yards receiving. Sorry. Yeah, I think I, I think he should be an All-American. Frankly, I'll be I'll be disappointed yeah. if he's not. He deserves to be one. Um, we'll be seeing him on Sundays. Absolutely. He he was going up against a professional level cornerback on Ohio State. He got the best of him. Um, so it was uh, pretty inspiring to see him have a good game. It was great to see Penix have a good game. And Tom Allen, hats off to him for getting his guys up for this game and then also being able to keep them in it even when things got a little tough. Um, yeah. Proud of this team. Yeah. Um, so we got a really, really awesome interview coming up with Jake Newlander right now. Um, he talks about celebrity sweat, his own fitness journey. Um, honestly, you know, if we have to hold all our interviews to stand like to par with the one we have with him, it, it will be tough. It, it really was a phenomenal interview. Yeah. No, Jake was an excellent guest. Um, shares a lot of good insight on personal fitness tips and and things that the everyday person can can do. Um, I've actually done several of the things that Jake has recommended in the time since we recorded the interview, and I can personally vouch for them. So uh, I think without further ado, we can uh, take this thing over to Jake. And now we welcome on a very special guest, a good friend of ours, a brother from our time at AEPI, Indiana. He goes by the name Jake the Trainer. Here he is, Jake Newlander. What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us. Guys, yeah, this is thanks awesome. For coming thanks on. for having me. Yeah, I know. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm stoked to talk to you guys and catch up. It's been a minute, and uh, and obviously it's been a different kind of a year, but I appreciate you guys asking me to come on, man. This is going to be awesome. We're going to have a bunch of fun, and uh, we'll talk about everything over here. Yeah, we're, we're really excited to have you on. Um, so, you know, obviously you've been working with your mom's company, Celebrity Sweat, um, I see a lot on Instagram. Um, you guys are doing some great things. I know COVID's kind of thrown a little bit of a curveball, you guys, but would you mind telling the listeners a little like what you do and kind of what Celebrity Sweat does? Totally. Yeah, of course. And this is going to be awesome, guys. You might, you might have some questions if you do. Hey, that sounds great. Throw them at me. Yeah. But essentially, Celebrity Sweat, guys, we've been uh, our, the parent company named Pro, is the Sports Profiles. We've been based out of Skokie, Illinois, our entire life. And uh, family business, you know, my mom started. Yeah, exactly. My mom started it when she was out uh, when she was 16. Actually, she uh, she was in college and started her business uh, with the help of my grandma, who's her mom. And throughout the last 40 years, I'll say this actually this fall will be 40 years since we started the company. And not me. I wasn't alive 40 years ago. But, you know, I was <laughs> I, right when I got born, I was pretty much thrown into it in a, in a good way. And uh, it's really changed a lot over the years. And um, for the people who don't know what Celebrity Sweat is, Celebrity Sweat is a is a celebrity based health and wellness platform where we basically utilize 
the recognizability and relatability of athletes and celebrities, entertainers, musicians, actors, people of fame and of higher stature to show real organic messaging and show how people can take kind of their own tricks and put them in their own routine. So, for example, you know, if, if you wanted to go learn how to be a better basketball player, okay, great. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll get you in the gym. We'll show you how Clay Thompson shoots. Or, you know, for example, if you want to learn how to be a better guitar player, okay, great. Then we'll show you how the people from Def Leppard or the guys from Nickelback, how they, you know, how they rock out and how they keep themselves healthy on the road. So what we try to do is through our TV show, which is uh, heading into season seven right now, you can check it out on Amazon Prime or iTunes or now Crackle and the uh, and the American Forces Network. Um, we've really expanded. We're in 168 countries now, which is awesome. And we uh, we have a big commitment to the military. So every military base worldwide can check out our show. And uh, we always are under the impression that, you know, if people work so hard in life, that it has to mean something. It's got to mean something, whether it's for, for you know, external purposes, internal purposes, there's got to be something. But we've always had a had a deep tie to the, uh, to the military. And throughout 40 years, we've always done a little work with them, whether it's uh, charity work, organizational work or, uh, you know, just anything else with our events. But when we do our TV show, uh, that's one part of it. But the live events we run is another part of it. So we have uh, many different events that happen annually. But uh, essentially, guys, we're a celebrity-based health and wellness platform that uh, tries to get people up and off the couch and, uh, and active. So you're basically trying to use celebrities as kind of a uh, conduit, I guess, to reach everyday people who would look to them as a source of inspiration? That's, that's pretty much right. And, and it's not like we want to do that through unorganic and not real things. We only want to promote things that we believe in truly. And uh, and as a health and wellness brand, we try to find people who are pretty, pretty good replications of what their routine is kind of based off of. And um, and, and we never will, sh- will show somebody, hey, do this. And it, and it will never sh- send you in a bad path. We'll always just show you real organic ways from the actual stars themselves and with the world we live in nowadays, and you guys definitely know this too. I mean, it's crazy how much people look into the media and, and, and athletes and celebrities for what the next move might be in anywhere. So so when, if we could show people that same type of, okay, I can connect with my favorite stars in a way where you can actually better yourself too, that's awesome. So you guys kind of got into the whole influencer game before there was a quote-unquote influencer game yeah, in terms of no, social definitely. media. Definitely. And it, it started a long time ago. And uh, yeah, before social media, we did a lot of programming and uh, we had a lot of we actually did uh, local awards shows we did. And uh, it was actually in maybe 11 or 12 cities across the U.S. We would host what we called the local ESPYs. And literally we would really run uh, you know, for Chicago, the hometown hero MVP awards. And then it really branched off that. OK, where do these athletes, where do these celebrities and musicians all kind of have the same thought at? And that's they all got to keep themselves healthy in their crazy lifestyles. Everyone has a different formula. Everyone's got a different lifestyle, but they all have to keep a healthy lifestyle in order to be successful in their careers, you know? Yeah. And, you know, going back to what you were saying uh, earlier, kind of about like influencers and, you know, Instagram and everything, there's never been a time that's like more accessible to like see what your favorite celebrity is. Hell, like you could even, you can message them on Twitter. You could tweet at them, send them a DM. You can send them a uh, a comment on Instagram and they could see that. And you guys are just trying to make it more accessible for people to see what they do to keep themselves in shape. Yeah, exactly. And then when we can get a chance to have the people who see what we do kind of come to our events and then meet the guys in person. You know, obviously this year with the COVID, it's a little different. You're doing, doing some virtual meet and greets and that kind of stuff. But, you know, with all the, the people who like to come meet their favorite stars and, and for the families who like to have family gatherings together and just a day in the sun outside. You know, most of our events are outside. But we really just try to get people to be active. And that's pretty much it. They say, uh. I heard a quote and it really stuck with me years ago and I literally think about it all the time. It's, they say sitting is the new smoking. It's so weird, <laughs> but uh, they say how 
bad sitting is. So we really just try to show people things that can help get them active and moving so that whether it's not, you know, always running or, or this, and if it is running, Hey, that's fine. But, but we'll show you things that you can do, whether it's not the basic or, or most common route sometimes, but you can see what your favorite stars could do. And that's, that's you can awesome. take into your own life. Yeah. We definitely want to get back to kind of some tips and tricks that you have. So sitting is definitely something that oh, ails definitely. me. So I want to loop back on that, but before yes. we get into that, can you maybe describe for the listeners some of the celebrities that you've partnered with in the past? Oh, sure. Yeah, we, uh, we with all of our events and TV programming and filming, we work with between 100 to 150 athletes annually. Um, some of the ones that stuck with me, man, Michael Irvin is one of my favorites. He's, he, he's just, man, if you guys have heard him talk probably on NFL mm-hmm. Network, that guy, yeah. he's incredible to listen to. Yeah. yeah, and then if he when he's looking at you, you do, you like can't stop listening. It's like I literally cannot stop listening to this guy. He's so inspirational and and, uh, and just very very genuine when he talks, and you really could feel it when he talks. So he's one of the guys that stuck out. We when when I was out in L.A. and I, and I'll get into all the training stuff too. But when I was out in L.A., you know, I worked with a bunch of different um, TV show uh, uh, actors, movie actors. We did a lot of work with the production companies, and when they had actors that needed help getting in shape for a role, you know, we they would send them over to our gym uh, in Burbank, um, and uh, and we would just help them get in, you know, whether it's a uh, gaining weight, losing weight, getting healthier, you know, cardio shape, this, you know, whatever it might be, you know, we were ready to help them out and get people moving around. So, um, yeah, you know, we've been able to come across some really influential people, guys. And uh, Robert Ory is another one of them. He's an NBA, mm. former NBA champion. Uh, he's a, yeah, he's a great guy. He's got a great family, actually. Uh, his son is a really nice guy, too. And, um, you know, they, he's been a guy who's been around our family for years and years. And then one guy, and, and I'm a, you guys know me, I'm a basketball fan. So I usually tend to think more about the basketball guys yeah. when, when, you know, coming across people. But uh, a guy like Daryl Dawkins, I don't know if people really know who Daryl yeah. Dawkins is, but mm-hmm. uh, he's a pretty famous basketball player. He was actually one of the most, ins- he was actually, I'll say, the most inspirational player I've ever met. And I'll tell you why. He was the one guy who actually, it felt like he was trying to be like a, like another father. It was interesting because he actually would fly in certain times to watch my brother and I play games. He was come to our events and, and, and we had a big rivalry game actually against Mitch, you know, Mitch Cooper, one of our former guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a big game against Mitch's school and Daniel Max and a lot of those guys. And, uh, and Daryl came and he talked to us before the game, we got motivated and we were like, wow, let's play. And, you know, we had some fun and it just makes you want to be active and fun. So with the guys we've been able to come across, you know, over the years, it's been great. And then my personal, uh, one of my favorites have been the guys from Def Leppard, the band. And uh, I'll talk more about, you know, the touring. And that's been one of the best parts of my life. And uh, but guys, the, the the men from Def Leppard and the actual family, they're amazing. Yeah. And, and that was one thing I really wanted to ask you about, because I remember when you were doing this, you actually went on tour with Def Leppard. I remember uh, you were you went to Europe, you went to New Zealand and Australia with the band, helping them train during their tour. I mean, they're a famous rock band, and you were on tour with them. What, what was that like? That was, uh, that was, to be honest, guys, that was the best, best years of my life. And uh, it sounds crazy. I feel like I did it, you know, for a year now, but it's really, it's almost been three years or so. We started off doing the first tour, which was, uh, which was in the states, and it was great. We had a lot of fun, and that's when I got my feet wet to it. And then when we started traveling abroad, and like you're saying, you know, Australia, New Zealand, you know, uh, you know, all these crazy places like Wales and and Copenhagen and all these crazy places I never even heard of. Uh, they uh, they really it just kind of showed me a new life. And uh, and I and these guys, by the way, these guys are not what they were in the 20s and 30s. And they're not going out, you know, partying and doing this. They're really, really, really great guys, but they all really care about their health, which I love. So my job out there was just to kind of help them stay on their path. And whether it's you know working out daily, which 
which we did, whether it's doing, you know, going on walks every day in the morning, first thing to get coffee, which we did, whether it's kind of pointing them, hey, you know, Jake, what should I have for this meal? You know, hey, you should maybe have a little bit of chicken with this side of broccoli, you know, whether it's helping them with the diet massaging in between you know sessions because these guys are getting sore sometimes you know after they play so my job out there was just to be ready and willing to help them uh feel their best uh health wise and wellness wise at all times and that was great it was so much fun guys so you kind of worked with them around the clock it wasn't just to go down to the hotel gym for 30 minutes and then you're done you know, it was meals and everything in between Exactly. Uh, every day we would work out. Uh, almost all the guys worked out every day. If not working out, it'd be stretching or some kind of chatter as to some kind of thing they can do. And um, then the pretty much the the craziness started after after the first year. That's when it really started to get a little crazy because uh, then I got my routine down. I started kind of understanding what it was like because it's it's it, it's not, I wasn't one of the ones participating in the shows, obviously, but to play and then fly right after. Uh, overseas or over a few hours, landing at 4 a.m., you know, doing a next show the, the next day or two, it was exhausting. I wasn't even doing it, and I was imagining these guys. And, you know, these guys have been doing it for 40 years. I can't even believe that. I can't even count to 40. That's so many. But, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it's and awesome, that was, guys. That, that was just something that you were touching on earlier about their health. Um, and it's not, it's something that like, you know, a lot of people in their minds perceive, you know, DJs and these bands, they, they go out every night and they party and like, you know, do a lot of drugs, which they can, if they want to, it's there. But in order to sustain that level of success, which they have, whether it's you're an EDM DJ or rock band playing on the road for 40 years, like you have to take care of yourself. Like you have to get sleep. You have to eat right. Totally. Probably stay, stay off the alcohol, limit it, no drugs. But and it, it's nice to know that, you you know, these guys really took care of themselves and you were part of that journey. Oh, you know, and I appreciate that. Ari. No, listen, it was it was a really good experience. And, uh, and I and I really felt like they like they were part of my family. Like I truly I we work out all the time together still now. You know, it's not just the band guys. It's more the family. And I love that. Like they're truly a road family, which I think there's one. They're one of the few left. So I love that. But I actually have seen also the other side of that, which is the uh, the DJ side. Not saying it's anything crazy or worse, but I got news for you. The DJs are starting to take their health more importantly, too. And I love that. Guys like Slushy, DJ Vice, DJ Khaled, a lot of these guys that we've worked with, they're actually really into their health. I mean, a guy like Slushy, I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he's a, he's a famous DJ. He just lost over 100 pounds on his journey. I mean, he really is. is a lot of these guys are understanding the importance of how you know uh, crucial it is to take care of your body. And then... You got COVID? Come on. Now you got to really take care of yourself. Yeah. So it's almost even more important now. Yeah. That actually sounds a lot like a professional athlete's lifestyle, though, in the sense that you play in a city one night and then you got to hop on a plane and go to the next city and then do it all over again the next night. You got back to backs. So you really have to treat yourself like, like you're a pro athlete. And it's not like you're sitting behind a desk and you can sprain your ankle and be fine the next day to go to work i mean if you if you sprain your ankle and your fans are expecting you to jump around on stage you can't right that, got a problem no you're spot on man that it just it's more important and not only is the, is the physical working out part of it but also the de-stressing i mean nighttime relaxing chatter you know listening to music and these guys play music all day you would think that no one wants to listen to music anymore but they still are you know they everyone likes to listen to music they all get in their zone but it's all about keeping the routine and, and and these guys are so pros at it by now it's 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 kind of cool to watch and i'm kind of trying to see how they do these things so i can kind of take that and, and mirror it to my life you know just kind of like celebrity sweat does you know i really want to see how these guys can uh can keep themselves healthy because if these guys can tour literally around the world no joke around the world for 40 years they gotta be doing something right you know what i mean Exactly. It's just yeah. to go out, party, eat unhealthy. It just it's not sustainable. 
They're, they're I, I call them. They're like the LeBron James of music. <laughs> LeBron, come on now. He's on his oldest year, but that guy's still going up. He's a beast. Yeah. He's a beast. He's the top of his game. These guys are probably at the top of their game still, and it's so it's so cool to say that because uh you know when they uh when they were in their heyday you know in the eighties nineties, you would think that it was you know a lot of bands are, are you know fall off, but you know they seem to make a nice comeback. They got new music coming, and uh, we we're, we're you know we're hoping to go back on the road here soon, and uh, we're we're waiting for the uh, for the green light from all the uh, all the areas. But uh, until then, we'll just keep doing virtual workouts. I've been in touch with all the guys. You know, everyone's staying healthy, doing great on their own, sending them suggestions, and uh, and it's just been a blast. Yeah. And uh, one thing that you were talking about is kind of, you know, at nighttime, kind of relaxing. And, you know, going out on stage and performing is, is such a rush. I don't know what it feels like, but it's probably the biggest rush in the world with thousands of fans screaming and you just jamming out, playing your favorite songs. What do these guys do kind of to, like, you know, wind down and, and take it easy? Are there any <laughs> techniques, meditation? Totally. Two things. Yeah, I'll say stretching is one of them. Stretching yeah. is so important to do, not only for the body physically, but it actually helps your blood flow differently, which makes your internal body feel differently. So stretching is so crucial after a crit, even a long day at work. Stretching is so great for the body. When the body gets stressed, whether it's physical or mental, it tightens up. So it's so important to release it. So that's the first thing. The second thing, tea. These guys love tea. So tea is a great way to cool your body down. And there's many different kinds out there, too. So they have a bunch of different kinds of tea and uh, and they just switch it up once in a while. But it's a really good way to cool down your body and uh, and just bring your levels all back to a nice, normal resting level. That's interesting that you say tea, because I feel like that's a very Eastern concept. I was in totally. Asia. I love tea. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's tasty. But in Asia, I remember I was there and there was a hotel gym and they had tea right outside. And I was super perplexed by that. At the but. gym? Yeah, well, oh, it, was, awesome. it, was a, it was a pool, too. It was, it was, it was a nice spot, but <laughs> I was surprised to see they had tea. No, I mean, it's definitely a uh, – everybody's got a routine. Everyone's got a formula, and uh, what I've noticed is this one works for them. So I started doing it, and it feels great. I started having tea, I, and I've always loved tea, but I, I really try to expand my tea game and really try some new teas. And uh, if I ever see a tea I haven't tried, I'll usually try that. <laughs> Why not one, two? Because I'm always trying to keep learning new yeah. things and see if it can make me feel differently so I can tell other people how it felt, you know? So are you are you doing caffeine tea, decaf, nighttime tea? Kinda, I know there's there's a lot of different types of tea, but like you know that you know right before you go to bed, you might not want to drink some caffeinated tea. But like kind of, exactly. what's, what's your recommendation on to some of the listeners of, of tea they could drink? Totally, I would say uh, caffeinated tea definitely not anything after 4 p.m. Uh, the latest. I say uh, caffeine normally takes a few hours to uh, to go down and. We don't need anyone's heart rate going up when they're going ready for bed. So yeah. uh, tea, if you're having caffeine in, in it, do it in the morning and ideally be done before the uh, later afternoon. And if you're going to have nighttime tea, chamomile, black tea, green tea, great tea. I love that. So I think yeah. we've kind of pivoted into some advice that you have for the people. And let's let's loop back to what you were talking about with the sitting. So especially with the work from home environment that I think a lot of people are probably used to by this point. You wake up, get out of bed, maybe make yourself breakfast, and then you're just sitting in front of your desk all day. There's no element of a commute where you would walk to the train or get on a bus or anything. So how do you recommend people who may not have the privilege of being a, a trainer or working in fitness who are sitting behind a desk? What would, what would, would you say to them? To Two things. Great, 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 great question because it's a big problem, and a lot of people have definitely asked about it. And uh, I would say first thing is stretch breaks. Like we were just talking about how important stretching is. Literally, if you back up from your desk just for a second, and if you do, whether it's putting your knee on top of your leg and stretching or bringing your arm across your chest, doing little things, five to ten minutes 
move a little blood flow, get some thoughts going, as they say, get the juice going. But I'm telling you, it really, really makes a difference. So I'll say stretch breaks is number one. Number two, the body is best able to, to utilize the functions of it in the morning. So if you start off with the morning walk, I know sometimes around here it gets cold out because in Chicago it gets cold, but get a jacket on, get a little scarf, you know, swag out a little bit. We'll walk around the block for a few blocks, get about 20 or so minutes of walking in, and then, uh, and then you'll have a little bit of energy and you can start your day. Your metabolism's going, your body's firing, your head is starting to get a little bit more awake, cognitive functions are going a little bit faster. So there's a few different things you can do, but I would say those two are most important. And then without, without even having said, but you guys can probably see right now, I'm just drinking water, but water is so important. Muscle is almost, you know, majority water. It's majority water, you know? So the more water we physically have inside of us, not saying that, you know, drink 10 gallons a day, but if you have about a gallon a day, you know, three to four liters a day, you'll have more energy, you'll feel great, and you'll guaranteed to get better sleep at night too. And tea. And tea. Um, so I'm lucky enough to live in a three bedroom and only have two people live in the apartment. And we actually use the third room for stretching. And oftentimes oh, no during the day, I've been going over there and stretching after work during the day. And I could, I could attest that it, it is super important to take care of yourself and stretch, especially, I mean, I, most, you know, most of us and some of our listeners are in their mid twenties, but you know, it will catch up with you later on and you will get the, the chronic back pain, the neck pain, the hips, the hips are super important. And, you know, before you know it, you're in your forties and, and you might need back surgery because you just you're spot on. To stretch. It, it's super important. So I'm glad that you, you brought that up. Yeah. And actually now more than ever, guys, especially having the, having the time with the band and being with those guys. I mean, and especially as we age, it is more important as we age to stretch because our body gets a little bit less strong. The density of our bones changes the muscle elasticity, which means kind of how stretchy your muscles are, all that stuff changes. So it's so important to kind of keep everything else with the upper levels so you can kind of maintain and combat that differences. So you're spot on, man. Stretching is a uh, Stretching's key, and that's that's for any age, any group of people, any type of workout. Doesn't even matter if you are working out, but you know it should be a thing people do daily, even if it's five minutes. I cannot stress that enough. Because if you ask people, guys, hey, how much do you stretch daily? I guarantee you, you're gonna get most people say daily. Yeah, right. Weekly or monthly. But if people could just take a few minutes a day, I guarantee you it'll make a big difference in the feeling, physically and mentally. Ari is a. Uh serial back roller user and every time he comes <laughs> over to my apartment he takes my back roller and rolls out and then he doesn't put it away so oh my god consider oh, that a call to action sin, man that's a, that's a cardinal sin <laughs> well where am i supposed to put it away i leave it on the mat yeah man, i don't know maybe, no, but it, maybe it, under uh, under sam's bed it's leaning up against the wall you got to just put it back where you found it <laughs> now that's so funny. all right i, I take you, you do you do have a better foam roller than me uh, yours is definitely harder. I, I do need to order a harder one. Uh, Jake, would you say foam rolling is, is pretty essential? Would you, would you, Great. some of the listeners should go yeah. out one on Amazon. They're not too expensive. Oh, great tool to have nice and portable, easy. You can get different sizes, small, large, depending on what you're trying to, you know, foam roll, but it's great to do. Uh, it is just to be cautious. It is very painful, but if it's painful, that means you're doing it right. So, yeah. If it doesn't hurt, that means you're probably not getting in as deep as the muscle needs it to get. So when you guys are next time you're foam rolling and you say, ah, you know, that hurts right there. Perfect. That's where we want to keep it. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day that we used to be able to go to the gym, there were those uh, little spiky foam rollers. And that thing oh was my the pain of my existence. I actually Man, was scared of it. That thing was like a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it helped me. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I hear you. It, it doesn't feel like it, but it did. It did. 
All right. So Jake, uh, appreciate the personal fitness tips. Um, I guess for the listeners and, and for us too, why don't you tell us a little bit about how your personal fitness journey has evolved? Um, I know you played some sports in high school, but I guess how have you kind of changed in terms of the type of athlete that you are and the habits that you've picked up along the way? Totally, guys. And uh, and and I think that's kind of what made me want to do fitness is the is the way I kind of hated it as a kid. It's so interesting. And uh, just in terms of fitness journey, guys, as a kid, I was very heavy set. I was very heavy set. I was always overweight my entire life. Couldn't do a pull up, couldn't do a push up, all that stuff. And uh, I always loved sports, though. I was always able to play sports fine and uh, and 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 have fun and, and just not really think about anything fitness related as where I do now. I always thought of it more as just sports. And I didn't really think about the connection between sports and fitness and how they're related. But, you know, as I grew up, obviously realized the importance of how fitness translates directly to, you know, your sometimes your success. But it, it just usually keeps you healthy, which is ultimately the most important thing. But, yeah, as a kid, guys. It was tough. I, uh, you know, I was a kid in gym class. I couldn't do the pull up. I was the one that couldn't do a pull up. You know, when we did a uh, the hang, you know, that that mm-hmm. flexed arm hang, what they did, I couldn't do it for more than a couple of seconds. And I would try my hardest, and I really would. And once I realized that I really needed to try and just get it, you know, try to do better and do change something, because that was my goal. I wanted to do one pull up. That's when it all started. Then I then I, I got a trainer, and uh, his name was Anthony McGee. He was out of Highland Park. He was he's he was my first trainer, and I and I love him because he start he got me into the industry, and he's the one I I, have to, I get to thank for basically my start of my fitness love, and worked out all the time, you know, and and we would go two three times a week, and and that was before I knew any of the importance of diet or anything else, but I would just go to work out and try to move myself to to get stronger, and. Uh, one day I was there, guys, and I and every day I would try and try and try to do pull-ups because that was the thing I was working at. You know, that was the one thing for some reason that my body just wanted to try to do. And I did one, and I and I and I jumped down after, and I ran to the mirror to see my own reaction. <laughs> I was like, "What? That just happened!" So then I ran home. I, no, I didn't run home, but that would be a long run. I, I my, my mom picked me up. You know, I was younger. My mom picked me up, and in the car. Mom, you're not gonna believe this. I did a pull up, you know, first time ever, and she was so happy, you know. And I was kind of like, that feels really good, you know. And I really like that feeling. And maybe it can keep going, you know. Maybe it can keep trying, you know. And then, largely, largely, the next few years, you know, throughout the rest of middle school and high school, I really started to work out more. And then I realized as I started learning and studying the importance of diet and how there's really three parts of the puzzle, guys: diet, exercise, sleep. I mean, they can't go without each other. So uh, a lot of people say, you know, it's, it's, you know, uh, it's, it's all working out or it's all diet. It could be, but depends on what the person's aiming for. But in a nutshell, it's always going to be some kind of a combination of diet, exercise and sleep. So as I, as I, uh, you know, as after, after school guys, you know, and I, you know, I studied kinesiology at Indiana there, I, uh, pretty much kept learning and trying to find out more, but, but my whole journey kind of started after that, where I, I, I actually, without even realizing it, you guys probably didn't even know this, but in college, I gained about 40 pounds wow. in one year. In one year. Freshman year? No, 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 no. It, was, it wasn't the freshman 40. No, but, uh, but it was, I don't remember what year it was, but, but guys, I, and I, and I didn't, and the thing I didn't realize was that you don't even realize it sometimes. So I, uh, the way I saw it was I stepped on a scale and I was just like, let's just see, you know, why not? I haven't stepped on a scale since, since we started this semester. Let's see how it, how it is. What? That's what it looks like. Okay. Something's got to get, in, something's got to fix here. 
So I really started to try to learn and read and do more and more extra working out and this and tried everything you got, you know, in the puzzle because everyone is different again. But when people read nowadays on they 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 wonder, you know, what what can I do? But everyone's different. Right. So it has to be your own formula. So I was able to do a few things. I was able, you know, after I gained, you know, the 40 pounds a few years later, I was able to drop it all. And and then I, I tried it again just to see if I could do it again. I gained 30 pounds, dropped it down again. And it's just I've been I, I try to experiment now because. What I try to do as a trainer, guys, I try to have my clients never be able to say, you don't know what that feels like, Jake, because I want to be able to feel that. I want to say, I did feel that, and I know what you're going through, but keep pushing because the other end of that is this. You know what I mean? No, totally. Um, one thing I wanted to go back and talk about is kind of just how you wanted to do that one pull-up, and it led to this, which kind of brings me to mindset. Mm. And, you know, I was in fourth grade, too, when we were doing the pull-ups. I think I got one or two. It's difficult for them, but totally. You know, there were probably a lot of other kids like you that couldn't do the pull-up and they were like, I'm never going to do a pull-up. I'm not athletic, whatever, fuck it. Yeah. And they just didn't do it and they fell through the cracks when in reality, you can do things if you set your mind to it and you work at it. And, totally. and I, like, you know, you're a prime example of that, of just what could happen. You wanted that one pull-up and look what, look what happened. And I, you're, you're training celebrities. You know, guys, it's, it, looking back on it, I still can't sometimes believe it that I actually am in the fitness industry. I love it so much now. I, I actually don't even think about it as work. I just think about it as helping people be healthy, and I love that. You, if you got, you guys know me. I, I like to do two things: help other people and be healthy. That's pretty. I love doing that, and if I can combine that as as work, I, I really feel like I'm I'm helping people. And and guys, I really just want to make people feel better. And uh, man, my journey's really allowed me to see it in a few different lights, but I, uh, again, you know, it's, it's with everything. I all, and it kind of led me to all these different things in life, which I always try to see every side of things because you're, you're always going to be on one side, but it's when you put yourself on that other side of things and you can really start to see things you never seen before. Totally. So I guess thinking back to when we knew you in college, I've always considered you to be a bit of a gym rat when we would go to the gym, you were always there. So I guess for you, knowing that you've kind of had some ups and downs, even when you were exercising, what did you change in your routine or within like whatever formula you were using to kind of be able to lose that weight or be able to bulk up again? So like, what, I guess, what are your strategies? Great question. So when you, when, I would say when people are trying to lose weight and go down a little bit, I would say increase the heart rate. That's the goal. That when the heart rate beats faster, it means more calories are burning. So uh, a lot of people say cardio for cardio for fat loss, which is true. I would say do a little cardio, which would help with the heart rate and a little fat loss, but then use that heart rate while it's high to go lift some weights. And while you're lifting weights and while your heart rate's still beating and you're, and you're feeling that, that out of breathness, that's how you know, okay, my body's feeling a little bit of a different zone that I don't normally want to be in. But if my body has to change, it has to go through something uncomfortable. And when you feel that uncomfortable thing happening, that's how you know you're in the right spot. So depending on what the goals are, if someone's trying to gain weight, I would say to eat eat, eat more food, uh, higher ca caloric intake. Um, not not saying don't do any cardio. I think cardio is always important to do for any type of person just because it keeps your heart healthy. But uh, depending on the amount of cardio, if you're trying to lose weight, I would say limit the cardio and do more heavy weightlifting, more uh, organic foods, and, uh, and, and higher calorie counts. And then uh, mo mostly focusing on the proteins there, guys. N not anything, you know, just shoving it in your mouth, but higher proteins would be ideal, you know, meat and steak and and chicken and and veggies and eggs i'm the biggest eggs guy ever you know uh, i eat probably 10 eggs a day no joke and uh Are you it's, serious? yeah it's crazy and and it sounds like a lot but i really it's it, it, it i just love the taste of eggs now and i Whoa. just it doesn't even feel like it i just cooked a few eggs up with some veggies that's my go-to but what, uh, 
what do you cook what do you cook it do you like do you just cook the eggs and like sunny side up over easy or are you putting in an omelet like typically? sunny side up no i like to do a little sunny side a little scramble depending on honestly i just kind of go with my mood i like to switch it up though so it doesn't get yeah. boring uh, i love eggs so much that i don't want them to get boring so uh whether it's whether it's putting it one day with a piece of toast uh, a little avocado spread on it whether it's having it by itself with a little, little uh, cheese sprinkled over whether it's cooking a few onions and veggies mixing it inside of it just keeping it different having it but i usually use eggs as at least two of my bases with all my meals and and if i'm trying to gain weight i'll usually have the full egg and the yolk the yellow is what gives you a lot of nutrients but it also helps with gaining uh, uh they say sometimes with mass and muscularity so if i was trying to lose weight and drop down which is part, one of the biggest things i did when i was dropping down that initial weight loss is egg whites and yes they're definitely not as tasty but that for a reason if you don't want to do something, again, it's going to challenge you, and that challenge usually leads to some kind of a difference made. So uh, egg whites are great for trying to drop down in weight. Turkey, uh, lean, lean, lean foods, tuna, a lot of salmon, fishes are great to have there. Um, and then egg whites are the two main things I would say, just fish and egg whites for trying to drop down. But if you're trying to gain eggs, beef, whole chickens, those kind of things. Do you uh, do you take any supplements? Uh, vitamins I take, I like to take vitamins every day. Definitely. Uh, you never know kind of now what's in the foods you eat. So I always try to make sure that uh, I get my base nutrients, whether it's vitamins B, vitamin D, vitamin C. Now with the virus going around, I'm getting a little bit more zinc inside of me, a little more magnesium, a little bit more vitamin A. Just uh, my eyes are also bad. So the vitamin A helps my eyes. So it's a, uh, it's, it's a few different things, but in terms of supplements, I used to do a lot of different supplements, pre-workout and, uh, and things like that. But nowadays guys, I really just do a uh, coffee cause, uh, they call me the coffee kid. I love coffee. And, uh, and if, there, if it was up to me, I would say people should have two cups of coffee a day if it was healthy. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah. I guess what would you say is your favorite type of workout? Are, are you more of a bulking guy or more of a cutting guy at this point? Bulking, what do you, what do you bulking. Like? I like to eat, man. I like to eat. You know me, man. When we used to eat yeah. back in the day, guys, we would all sit together and just chow down. So I like to, I like to eat. And that normally comes when, uh, when you're trying to put on a little weight and lift. So uh, normally the drop down process is a little bit harder and um, it's, it's tough, but uh, it's, you know, earlier food curfew was a big thing. You know, I don't know if you guys know about food curfew, but in curfew meaning not eating after a certain time. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, I've probably mentioned it to you guys before, maybe when we talked to, you know, in the past, but you know, food curfew is the biggest thing. You know, when people look at the body, it's really important to think that, that the body sometimes can be an indicator when somebody eats. So they usually say if somebody eats a lot of late night food, it's going to usually sometimes stay in that midsect, which is tough because because that's where the body holds it. Not like anyone's choice. It's just kind of where the body tends to do as a natural thing. So uh, I, I would say the earlier people eat is is, is more advantageous to the body. Um, and the uh, the more array of nutrients and minerals you get can only help, you know. But my in, in, in terms of my favorite workout, though, man. I like to I like to lift weights. I like lifting weights. The bench press is probably my favorite move. Um, I like to I like to do the you know different dumbbell movements, but nothing too crazy anymore, man. I, I think my heavy lifting days are. <laughs> Nowadays, I don't bench too much anymore. Ari, uh, when I was at my heaviest, when I was at 223 pounds, actually, yeah, it was a heavy one. I was able to get uh, about 365, which was awesome. Wow. And, boy. And now, uh, now I'm definitely not up there anymore, but that's okay. Uh, my body is not able to handle that because uh, I'm you know I'm a little lighter now, but. Uh, I like to have fun. And then guys, part of it is just to be able to function and do my favorite things I like to do activity wise, sports, basketball, you know, yeah. football and, and, and hang out, run around with, with my cousins, you know, all those little things that, that make, that make, you know, the, the working out all worth it at the end, you know, Absolutely. Uh, you gotta be able to use it. Yeah, exactly. Well, 
I know you kind of touched on, uh, you know, what you eat to bulk up, you know, the eggs, steak, veggies. What would you suggest to someone who's trying to slim down or get a little more cut? What should they be eating? Great question. I would say center it around three main things, egg whites, tuna, tuna slash fish, and then veggies. I would say those three things would be great things to base it around. Not saying that has to be every meal like that because that would be pretty, pretty redundant. But again, if you can handle that, hey, go for it. I would say turkey is a great thing to add. Chicken's good. I think chicken's great for bulking and uh, dropping. Just depends kind of what you do it with. But I would say the two best things you could do in terms of adding to your diet that would help you lose weight instantly, egg whites and fish. Two things that are great. Have you ever considered keto or have you had experiences with it? I have, and I have, I've had clients that done it, and uh, and it was great. You know, I I've tried to do a lot of these different diets, guys, and uh, and they all there a lot of, a lot of them are similar. They all result in a caloric deficit some way. So whether it's you know high protein, high sugar, low fat, or high protein, high fat, low sugar, or there's some kind of formula that'll go where you can see that it always kind of adds up in the same area. But I'll tell you what people's bodies perceive and take in carbs and sugars and fats and proteins very differently. Yeah. So that's why these diet, diets work differently for different people because everyone's got their own little special special puzzle piece. Would you consider the TB12 method ever? That's intense, but to be, <laughs> to be like Mr. TB playing at that level right now, definitely. Would you, would you give up strawberries if it meant you could play football when you're 45? Oh, yeah, man, come on. <laughs> that'd that'd be awesome. For those listening that don't know, uh, the TB12 is the Tom Brady method, and I'm not entirely sure of it. Jake, do you know Do you know what it is? Or uh, Manny, you might know better than I do, but from what I am told about it, it's, it's very plant-based. It's very heavily workout-wise, and uh, and it's just very, very centric around the body's overall full wellness. And uh, and actually, it's funny you mentioned TB12. I actually just bought, no joke, I just bought the TB12 protein to try it out. That's wow. so funny you mentioned that. Literally, I just got it a few days ago, and um, I love it. My stomach has absolutely no bloat in it after, and um, it digests easier. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I have a lot of protein or, or a shake, it sometimes makes me feel like I have to go to the bathroom more. So uh, with, with this one, I've really, really felt uh, the word I'll use is clean with it. And I love that. That's funny. Yeah, it's cool that you mentioned the plant-based protein. So I have a dairy allergy for the listeners that don't know. Um, so I've had to kind of play around with different proteins over the years. And I used to do this red meat carnivore protein. I knew you were going to say carnivore. I, I liked it a lot. But ever since not being able to go to the gym, I just thought like, there's no point in getting this protein in that had a ton of, um, what's the thing that makes you retain water? Creatine. Totally. I, I, felt, I felt like there wasn't a good use for that. So I switched to a plant-based protein. I feel a lot better, actually. And so that's, yeah. a, that's another thing to get into here. So for those of us who like to lift, who maybe can't lift as much, what would you kind of recommend for people in that kind of state? You mean to, to gain strength? Or, or, yeah, just to maintain a, a bulk, I guess. Totally, yeah. For me, for me, it's like I can't bench anymore. I feel like I, I'm losing I totally a little bit. I totally hear you. And it doesn't make it any easier by being stuck inside all day. Listen, I'm with you, man. I would say, I would say, you know, Sam, the uh, the big thing is is literally food is fuel. And I and yeah. for sure 100% mean that in the sense of I promise you, if you take two people, the first person, you give them a meal and you wait 20 or so minutes and you go work out. You get another person, you don't have him eat for maybe a few hours, you know, since his last meal, and you go get him workout. I guarantee, even if it's the same guy, same person, two different scenarios, guarantee you the guy who, who had the food more stronger, and that's because he physically has more energy. Think about this, guys. When you're driving a car, you need gas in it, right? That food is literally the gas that brings your car able to drive. 
So when you're working out and you get a little bit extra food inside of you, or, or one day you'll have a little bit of a heavier meal, like uh, and more carbs one day, maybe a little bit of a, a bowl of oatmeal where you know you're heavy carbs. I guarantee, and you could try it for everyone out there listening and for you guys, try it out one day. See how it is. Try three days in a row. One day, don't eat a lot before workout. The next day, medium eat. The third day, eat a lot before. And I guarantee you each day will feel a little different. Um, Sam touched on this with uh, the dairy allergy, and he doesn't have any dairy. Um, and I've heard that cutting dairy out of your diet could be extremely beneficial. What Do you, do you have anything to say about it? Because I was thinking about trying just an own challenge for myself as someone who's just trying to like slim down a little. Uh, no dairy December and I was going to do 30 days of no dairy, no cheese, no milk, anything and just try it out. Uh, what do you have to say about that? Do you, do you think that could be beneficial? You're talking about the NDD that no dairy December? Yes. Dude, <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, listen, I hate to say this, Ari, because I'm a Chicago guy, but and I love pizza, but you're spot on. Dairy, uh, dairy's great. I got, I got a lose pizza coming at 8 p.m. So, oh my god, well, can you order me an extra one, please? No, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they say, guys, that dairy has a little bit of a, a effect of inflammation in the body, and it sometimes can make you feel a little bit sometimes uh, painful or, or achy. And, um, some of those nagging injuries you don't always feel, but sometimes they just kind of pop up. They say dairy can sometimes link to that. So, what I would say is give it a shot, Ari. Worst comes to absolute worst. Add dairy back in, man. There's no, nothing's going to, you know what I mean? It's not going to kill you either way. You, you'll have a really interesting experience, I think, because you normally do have dairy. But I think if you don't have dairy, you'll feel two things. I think you'll feel less bloating. And I think you'll feel a little bit lighter on your feet when you get up and down normally just standing and sitting. So you I, and call, I, and I think you call me Mayor Lightfoot. What'd you say? You call me Mayor Lightfoot. Oh my God. Exactly. Ari Lightfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some good tips. Hey man, like it's all about being light on your feet, you know. Yeah, I like I like the food before you eat suggestion. Though I would have never really considered that honestly, and I've always been of the mindset where you you eat right before you work out, you're gonna feel a little bit of something in your stomach. But totally. I guess you just got to eat the right thing, and then it's gonna pay dividends down the line. Yeah, I think there's a threshold too. I think I think if you ate like a you know two full pizzas or something like that, and then you went over there, you know, that's a little different. But you know what I mean in terms of if your normal spot is where you have on the day two. The first day you try, just think about a little, you know, a scale of 10. If five is your average on day two, then go day, you know, three out of 10 eating one day, five out of 10, how much you eat that day, you know, before you work out and then go seven or eight out of 10, see how it feels. I'll definitely give that a shot. Yeah. Um, so as you know, we're, uh, we're an Indiana football podcast. And one thing that Celebrity Sweat has been doing is uh, you guys do the flag football, the celebrity flag football game every year before the Super Bowl. So that's right. Who who is the best celebrity flag football player you've seen? I know you guys kind of mix it up with with the celebrities and then you have the former NFL players. So who would you say is the best celebrity flag football player and who's the best former NFL flag football? player? That's a great question. Uh, yeah, the celebrity game is one of our favorite events, guys. That's our anchor event. We run we run about six to ten events annually. And uh, in the uh, the Super Bowl weekend event is always our biggest event. We've been doing it. This is this will be in February, our 21st year in a row doing it. And um, this year, you guys can all watch it on the ESPN network along with the app. So it'll be for the first year live streamed, not only on the app uh, and ESPN 3.com, but you can actually check it out on the actual ESPN network now. So it's pretty exciting. And, uh, and obviously, with not, you know, with not a lot of events happening, you know, during the, uh, the Super Bowl weekend, we're anticipating us being one of the more, uh, you know, highly covered events which is exciting they gave as well. you the green light 
they, they, you know, as far as right now, we, you know, we don't, we're, we're still waiting to see, you know, bearing anything crazy happening. But as of right now, everyone, everyone's pretty excited and aware of what's happening. And, uh, and we're looking forward to it, man, because we're going to be playing out on the beach of Clearwater. Um, it's going to be outside, obviously, so we don't have to keep people, you know, inside of a room with the COVID fear and everything. We got all the social distancing stuff covered with the contact tracing and all that different stuff. So we want to make sure it's safe. And, uh, and that's the most important thing. But it's obviously one of our bigger events and more fun events, too, guys. And uh, we've had a lot of different different athletes and celebrities from different leagues teams and uh, organizations playing this man who's the best one i'm gonna go with for for best flag football player flag football not pro football flag football i'm gonna go with doug flutie i'll tell you why for you guys that know doug flutie is former nfl quarterback very very famous uh in a college uh world as well he's had some humongous highlight plays if you don't know who doug flutie is check him out but Doug Flutie has been actually the quarterback for 19 years out of our 21 years. So this will be this will be no, this will be his 20th year coming up, guys. So he's played every year and I've really got to watch him since my since I was almost five. You know, I've been able to watch this guy every year. He is like a magician out there. And and I think it's pretty much quarterbacks in general with that mindset. But he just sets people up. And I mean, he plays barefoot and I can't believe he does that. And it just always sticks in my head like. Man, this guy can really run and throw the ball down. Are, the are there other the, people playing in cleats? Um, yes, but it's not so he's like not no risking way. it all. Yeah, oh, he's risking it all, man. He's ready to go. This is his game. He knows it. He's he's the guy, man. This is the Flutie Bowl. No, uh, no, he's you know everyone's really really in it for the fun. So these guys, uh, it's not like talk or anything where people are really going hard. Uh, they have a good time and they're competitive for sure. But uh, it's all in the spirit of keeping people active and healthy and fun, you know, which is our overall brand message. But best pro football player, I'll say. T.Y. Hilton had a good game last year. T.Y. Hilton played well. Marcus Williams from the Saints was a, was a really, really good player who's a defensive player. Um, but we've had a chance of having some really fun guys. But I'll tell you what, guys. Some of the most entertaining people to listen to are the coaches on the sidelines. They uh, and, and we have former NFL players come and be there, our honorary coaches. And, uh, and guys, this is when guys like Irvin come and, and Donovan McNabb and, um, and some of those guys. And it's just been a blast. Andre Reid, Ron Jaworski. And, and hearing these guys talk to the for, you know current players, former players, and celebrities is so entertaining. So we've, uh, we've been able to get some really, really fun content out of it, guys. But I think the best coach on the sideline, Michael Irvin, the best player flag football-wise, Doug Flutie, and the best pro football player, I'm going to go with a tie between T.Y. Hilton and Marcus Williams. That's it's, awesome. I mean, you're really playing these guys. I'm sorry, go ahead, Ari. Is Quavo good? Quavo is great. You know, actually, uh, we did it. We, we had two years ago, the uh, the Super Bowl was in Atlanta where he's from. Yeah. And and they used to, and I don't know if you guys ever knew this, seriously, they used to compare Quavo when he was in high school. He played quarterback, and he, they compared him to a young Michael Vick. So we brought Michael Vick to the game as well. And we had them kind of be together at the game. They had a chance to hang out, which was great. And, um, and man, that was great. And you, and you look at guys like the, uh, the Gronkowski brothers. Yeah. Those guys are awesome. I mean, we uh, we were one of the few teams that actually had a chance to bring all the Gronkowski brothers together for a for a, we called it the the ultimate Gronk episode, and the brothers all fought for the we we had a trophy, guys, and uh, and it was called the the tug, the ultimate Gronk, and they all fought for the tug trophy. <laughs> so we had them do obstacle courses, challenges, you know, weightlifting stuff, and it was great. That's in the season six of our show, but that was uh, one of the more fun things we did on the football field as well. Um, but, man, Quavo's a great player, guys, and, and he's expected to come back as well, bearing anything crazy happening or, or unless the NFL needs anything from him uh, for this coming Super Bowl. And uh, we're super excited to see him back. That's really interesting. Um, what were the Gronk brothers like when they weren't competing with one another? Were you just ever hanging out with them? 
Oh, definitely. We were hanging out chatting. Those guys are super nice guys. Like they're all great guys. And, uh, and it's funny because you can so tell when you talk to them that they're all brothers. You're like, oh, okay, this is a Gronk right here. And it's, and it's great. I'm not saying it in a bad way. Like, they're awesome. Yeah. We got to hang out with, you know, in between the challenges, throughout the challenges, um, throughout the filming. You know, I was hosting the show there so with them. So, so we, we, got a, we had a chance to get pretty close. And it was a lot of fun. Those guys are really just constant entertainment and, uh, and a ball of energy all around. <laughs> I'm sure there was like a lot of roughhousing and like you could see like roughhousing in their house growing up and just like competing against one another and just cracking jokes like they like I've seen it a little bit like obviously those that have seen Rob Gronkowski just like you know he, he's a clown he's a comedian exactly and his brothers you know they don't get as much attention but you know they're, they're pretty funny guys too so just the fact that you, I'm just jealous you got to hang out with all of them I'm sure it was a great time. Oh, it was awesome, man! It was one of the that was one of the more uh, uh, memorable experiences with with the uh, with a family type of a filming, and uh, and we try to do a little bit more family filmings that we've done, you know over the years. Um, but these guys were probably the most entertaining that we've had. Yeah, they're gonna have Gronk, uh, Rob, in uh, WWE, but then Tom Brady pulled him out and <laughs> made him oh, play right. football again. That's right. He said, "I need you, man. Come back." Yeah, he's having a nice season. So mm. speaking of brothers and brothers supporting one another. Um, we got to talk about the basketball shot that you made at IU with the uh, Sammy Philanthropy, where, where your brother helped you out a little bit. Well, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about uh, that event and what you guys did? Sure. That's, that sounds great. And let me first start off by saying that that was 100% never have happened if Josh, my brother, was not there. Um, you, if, for those of you that did see the video, he was the one that literally gave me the opportunity to have time to hit my shot. What, what happened was we were at a Sammy philanthropy event, uh, playing basketball in a tournament. And I didn't even know that there was going to be this, this challenge, to be honest. I just was going to, I wanted to, I wanted to play, have fun basketball and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and my brother loves it too. And we played, we had a really good time and we've always, whenever we can ever play together, we always try to do that. So when we saw another opportunity, great, you know, Josh, let's go do it, man. So we played there and and then we got to the, we, we had a few games. It was a big tournament. So we, we won the first few games and uh, then we made it to the finals. And in the finals, which, which is what we didn't know, the group of two teams that made it. So it was a three on three tournament. So there's six people total in the finals. All six of us had a chance to do this and, and nobody wanted to do it first. So I was like, fine, I'll just get it over with. You know, I would, I would love to get to this championship game. You know, let's, let's get this contest going and, uh, and let's see what happens. You know, if it happens, great. If not, didn't expect it to happen anyways. So I, so I said, I'll go first. Why not? And they said, okay, you need a rebounder. I said, great. You know, can I, how many, one or two? They said, your team can rebound for you. I said, all right, you know, that's awesome. So we had one guy under the basket. We had one, we had, you know, my brother, the other one who is a little bit higher up. And uh, it, it was, you needed to do four things in 24 seconds. You had to do a layup, a free throw, a three, and then a half court shot. And it wasn't like if you miss one, you're done. It's just, you have 24 seconds to get it done. So, so I, you know, that's, they said, right, when you shoot the first layup, timer starts. So I shot the layup and that was the scariest one, guys. That was the scariest one because if you miss the layup, you're not going to have time for the half court shot. So I was like, when that one went up, my arm was like shaking and I was like, okay, good. One down. And we went back up to the free throw line. You know, that one, that went in at some point too. Then the three point one, I missed a few of those and I was pissed off at myself because, you know, I'm, I, I like to call myself at least a, a pretty decent shooter back in the day. I was excited to have the three and missed a few of those. Josh sprinted. You know, my brother hustled his butt off, chased down the rebound, threw it to me. You know, I hit that next one. And then I had about three seconds as I'm backing up to half court. And and when I was younger, guys, I used to always just I was always the one kid who would just like throw the ball around and like make it once in a while. And I never thought it would actually come in handy. So I was like, OK, let's just actually try to make a half court shot here. 
and 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 uh, I, I backed up a few steps. I ran a little forward. I had the ball and I just I launched it and I was looking at it and I was like, maybe Josh looked at me before it went in and he goes, that's it. And right before you guys, if you look the video, you'll hear him say that in the video. And then it went in and then the buzzer went off and that was literally the exact timing. And I didn't even realize kind of what happened yet either because I still wanted to just play the championship game. You know, I wanted just to play the game, which uh, luckily we ended up playing and we won that, which was awesome. But um, it was not expected, guys. And then, uh, you know, my brother was the 100 percent of the credit. I mean, if he wasn't if there was anyone running for it, if someone was walking for it, I mean, I wouldn't have had a chance even, you know. And and that was to win what? Twenty thousand dollars. Twenty five thousand uh, dollars for a tuition for a year. Yeah. So it was uh, it was very exciting. And uh, let's just my parents were they thought I was lying to them and they uh, they were super stoked as well. And uh, it was just a really, really good night. But definitely not what my night was uh, was planning uh, on consisting of when I started it. <laughs> so was it was it twenty five thousand dollars cash or was it was it tuition money? Uh, tuition money. OK. Yeah. That's awesome. I was gonna say, you know, what, what would you end up doing with the money? But it went, it went to, it went to school, which is good. Yeah, I was able to give a little bit. I, I actually, guys, I wanted to do a little bit of a. So I did a little charity too. I gave a little bit of, of money back as well, but but pretty much was was just all tuition. And then I was able to give a little bit on my own to the charities. So uh, you know, I thought that it was a nice little fair trade off there. But but yeah, guys, it was all for that one purpose. Yeah, okay. and uh, I believe we have a copy of the video. Uh, it went viral. It was on the news. Everyone was posting it on their Facebook. We're definitely gonna. Put that on the Instagram so some of the listeners can see. It's really an incredible video. Um, another thing I want to touch on when we talk about your brother, who's also a phenomenal basketball player. Um, and I remember hearing about this um, towards the end of high school. So 2013, um, you guys went to, uh, was it Chicago Jewish Land? And in the state sectional, you guys played Mooseheart. And I remember right. Mooseheart had these... Uh, Three Sudanese brothers. They you were got like, it, man. They were like six eight, six ten, and then there was one that was like seven one. And a lot of people saw this as like a you know kind of a David versus Goliath. Oh, Chicago Jewish Land doesn't really stand a chance. And you and your brother showed out. Uh, you had twenty five points, and then your brother had twenty one, nineteen of which came in the second half, which is I just think an incredible story, and it just like you know goes to show how you know great you guys are together. You know. It's uh um it's Jake and Josh, you know, it's the I Jake and Josh stuff. Thanks, Ari. I appreciate that, man. That was that was actually the best moment in high school basketball that I can remember. And there was a few, there was a few, but that one by far that was that was absolutely crazy. And you're spot on, man. We were a Chicagoland Jewish high school. We were a super small one A school where we played against a Mooseheart team, which you just said, uh, guys who are towering at six eight, six ten, and seven feet. And our tallest guy at our at our one A Jewish school is six foot three. So we were not. <laughs> but, That's a guard. But, yeah. No, no, you're, you're spot on, man. We literally already. You're right. We looked at it as David versus Goliath, and let's. Ju- we just said to ourselves, why not? You know, let's just give it a shot. We're not expected to win, right? So, so yeah. nothing happens if we lose. So, we uh, we started the game off, and and they right away dunks, and I'm just like, this is going to be nearly impossible to stop these guys. You know, I can't even reach as high as his head is. You know what I mean? Like, what am I yeah. going to do? So, uh, you know, we 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 had a really really good coaching staff too, and uh, and we were able to do some changes and move some things around, and then we were down at halftime. Or maybe it was only it was only a yeah it was a few points down at halftime, and my brother couldn't hit a shot at all in the first half. I think he I think as you just said, Ari, he, he only he had you know two points probably the first half. Yeah. And he missed a bunch of threes, and he's normally a really really great shooter as well. And he kept looking at me at the and at in the in the um, locker room. He goes, man, I just can't hit it. I go, stop telling yourself that. Why are you telling yourself that? Now you're now you're for sure not going to make it. What are you doing? He said, okay, let's you know let's get this. You know we got it. 
so we, we know we are, we our coach talked to us. We had a little chat. We just kind of chatted and said, let's just put our foot down and try it. Why not? So it got to be the end of the game and it was a really, really crazy ending and uh, had a chance to hit, you know, what was the game winning shot pass from Josh in the corner. Um, it's on YouTube, actually, CJHS versus Mooseheart. You guys can check it out. The whole full game, the full highlights are on there from our team. But uh, that was the best game of my career in terms of memory um, with what we had to go through. We were we were so undermanned. We were injured. We were smaller than them. But we had higher. We had more heart. And we had definitely we had more. Uh, I think we not in a bad way. We just had better smarts. We had great strategy in terms of how to beat them. I don't think they knew what to expect of us. And, you know, some uh, some small Jewish school coming in there where they think that they're just, you know, it's sectional game. You know, this isn't supposed to be an upset. So we uh, we, you know, we went in there just like the exact opposite of what they were thinking. And, I, and, it, and it was successful. It came out, got the dub. And uh, and and that was like you guys said, probably one of the more memorable games, guys. And that was awesome. Did you ever consider going on and playing basketball in college or were you always looking to go to a bigger school? And Great question. You know, I, uh, I, I wanted to for a long time, Manny, play, uh, play basketball in college. And, and, and I would, my dream as a little kid was always to be a basketball player. But quickly realized that my body with injuries was not easy to sometimes combat, you know, as a as a young kid, you know, 13 years old and, and 12 years old. I did double back to back knee operations. I have a genetically small back. I had I had, you know, ankle fractures, you know, this wrist fractures. So I would, you know, at one point I just told myself, you know, this is going to be very challenging physically. And there's other things I'd like to do still. And then I, that's where I kind of realized, you know, fitness is really my, you know, where I want to stay. It's, it's where I can still really, really love the uh the two both things I really do, you know, have my passion in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and instead, you know, you went to Indiana, you joined a pie with us and you were multiple number one pick year after year in the <laughs> house draft. I, I remember I had the, I had, the, I traded actually with Manny to get the second pick, but you, you were gone. I would have hundred percent taken you if I had the chance, but you are so was, funny, man. Every, every year you went number one. You mm-hmm. then when your brother joined, it was one and two. Well, listen, man, we just wanted to have fun, and uh, and that was definitely a fun time, too. We, that was some of the best memories in college, guys, was those were those games we all played together. We yeah. all played together. That was awesome. I mean, I'm, I really miss those times, and when you look back on it, that's what it's about. That's what I miss. Yeah. Like, I genuinely miss playing sports, being with my buddies, and that's why it's so great to chat with you guys now because, uh, you know, we're reliving all these things here, which is which is what it's about, and cheers to uh, in the future. We can relive, relive those days and do it again sometime soon when it's safe out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. If there were uh, rafters at the Abe High Sport Court, your uh, jersey and your brother's jersey would be hanging <laughs> yeah. on them. Yeah, right, man. That's so funny. Thanks, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember you and your brother. I remember your brother came to IU one one time, and it might have been when he was a senior in high school or a freshman. I can't remember. And you guys were playing together in just one of those summer pickup games, like right when everyone gets back to school. And then you had a lob to him, and he dunked. And I just like didn't even know Jewish kids could do that. So I, was I didn't, like, I didn't either. <laughs> I was on the floor. You guys, you guys are some freak athletes. Dude, I, I didn't even know that either, man. I didn't know Jewish kids could dunk either, but then I had to check Josh's shoes for springs, and he didn't have any springs in his shoes. And I was like, okay, he actually just did this. That's insane. Yeah. I think I think that rim might have been a little bit low. No, it for sure was. was. <laughs> <laughs> he, still, he still got up, though. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll call it a dunk no matter what. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, man. Oh, wow. No, that was that was the good old days, guys. And I, that was uh, – Man, good times, and, and it's making me smile and just laugh thinking about it all, so I'd love that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess we're, we're coming up on an hour here. Um, are there any things that you would want to plug or things we should look out for you for coming up? Definitely. Um, as we go into this next 2021, uh, definitely with Celebrity Sweat, that's my main 
point of uh, point of visibility here right now, guys. I am doing a bunch of virtual training. I haven't really done much in-person training with the virus going on. Just trying to be cautious and safe to my grandparents and, and uh, parents. Um, just, you know, being around them every day with work, you know, it's a family business. So I do want to be careful of who I'm around. But uh, that being said, I've been doing hours of, you know, hours and hours of virtual training every single day. You know, my clients are doing great. Um, so if you everyone ever needs to work out, always would love to help you reach your fitness journey. Again, that's, that's whether it's, it's chatting, working out, whatever it may be. I always, always tell people that financial stress is the last thing I would ever want someone to be pre- prevented preventing them from working out so i always would have conversations with people work people out just for fun just to show people kind of what it can do for them so i always am open to that and then with celebrity sweat you know definitely check out season seven which will be airing uh in the early months of the year in february uh check out our six to ten events lineup that we have coming on we got six celebrity golf events um, we just came back from one of the really fun events we had in Arizona with Brian Erlacher, Kevin Dillon from Entourage, uh, Quentin Aaron, who was the lead actor of The Blind Side, and then Kevin Dillon asked Gilmore. What do you say? Did Kevin Dillon asked about your calves. No way, man. He was hilarious, though. He was telling us about his victory, you know, all that stuff. It was great. <laughs> and uh, that was a whole fun, you know, segment that he was able to share with us. Um, but but we have a lot of fun, and that's all we try to do with our wellness and health stuff because, guys, with anything in life, if it's boring, it's not going to make you want to do it. So we try to be, be relatable, real, and just fun. I hope I hope that's somewhat, really, you know, uh, visible in, you know, what I try to present, you know, where I am, too. It's just uh, – it's a tough world we live in now, guys, and, and, and with all the different craziness happening, with all the different negativity around, with all the craziness in terms of uh, uh, just where everything is, it's really important to remember that, uh, that you know, you are everybody out there listening and you guys especially are, are great people and you really have a lot more to offer than people even think. And it's just about thinking about it, realizing what it is and doing what you love. And once it's once you have that down, everything else falls in place. I really believe that. And that's kind of what I try to think about every day. So for the listeners out there that want to see more of Celebrity Sweat, you could follow them at, at Celebrity Sweat on Instagram. If they want to see more of you, they could follow it at, at Jake the Trainer. That's right. JTT, coming at you. JTT. Check out check out my Instagram page if you guys need any workouts, fitness advice. Message Jake me for Trainer anything. Underscore. Don't forget that underscore. Underscore. You got it, man. Well, Jake, um, you're a great guy. Thank you for the inspiration and all the, the tips and the stories and everything. We really appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us a, a great interview. Yeah. Well, no, listen, guys, I appreciate you guys. And, and this is awesome. I mean, I had a blast. It was yeah. it was great to, uh, to be able to see you guys, to be able to have a good conversation, relive the days. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to catching up with you guys more, man. Sure. This is going to be so great. This was our first Skype interview, a remote interview. There's probably going to be more to come. So thank you. For being our first remote interview we really appreciate it really truly an awesome great interview and an awesome guy so thank you hey same to you guys much love to you guys i appreciate it and uh, and all the best guys all right likewise take care jake see ya see ya <laughs>